and welcome to the edition podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Henry. I'll be honest, this is not the show I'd planned to put out this week. Uh, but those plans have been rather overtaken by events. No, I'm not talking about the chaos in the British government. I'm talking about the chaos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. There is, of course, only one person I could possibly have on as a guest <laughs> to discuss these poor, important issues. Welcome back, Kelly Gamon. Hi, Charlotte. It is lovely to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun because specifically we are going to be talking about She-Hulk and that show's season <laughs> finale. It came out just over, oh, just under a week ago when you're listening to mm-hmm. the show. Now, a warning, 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 flashing lights. If you have not watched <laughs> that show or that episode and don't know, want to know what happens, stop this podcast, go and get yourself some nice snacks, watch the show, and then please do come back to the episode, this episode of the podcast. Yes. There is no possible way we can discuss what happened properly and avoid spoilers, so nope. we're not going to try. Consider yep. this your spoiler alert. No complaints, <laughs> please. Yes. Right. <clears throat> Kelly. <laughs> yes. What on earth do we make of that? Uh, talk talk us through it briefly. Let's. So, She-Hulk, <clears throat> it's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law, the series. I did a review of it uh, when that, that was one of the things I was doing on the newsletter. It's this, you know, it plays on the sheet. You know, the She Hulk is a long established character in the Marvel comic book world. They brought yeah. her finally into the MCU. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a limited series. What was it, eight episodes? Uh, nine. Nine yeah. episodes. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And it all built up quite nicely. And then the series finale happened. <laughs> yes. Um, so, one thing I want to say for people who maybe are. Uh, might be interested in She-Hulk if you haven't, if you're still listening and and want us to go ahead and ruin the ending for you. Um, A thing to know about this show is that it's a half hour show. The longest episode is like 36 or 37 minutes. Um, So it's, it's not hours and hours of commitment, which a lot of shows are anymore. You know, it seems like an hour was the standard for things for a long time. And, and this is a half hour show. And that's not to say that not a lot happens. I would argue that I've watched entire seasons of hour-long programs where not as much stuff happened. I've also watched programs where a the main character, if the, if the show is named after a, a character on the show, that main character is not as well-developed as even some of the side folks in She-Hulk. So it is very excellently executed television, uh, just on on a number of levels. So to start with, um, yeah, I, I com- well just to say I, right. I completely agree with it, with you. Yeah. It works as a half an hour. They didn't try and push their luck by making it forty-five minutes. I'm looking at you, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> um, they, they, they stuck with the format. They understood the mm-hmm. assignment, and it worked. And then they took the assignment, having understood it thoroughly, and turned it completely inside out. Yep. And on its head, and I really, really enjoyed every moment of the the episode and a thing to know about she-hulk from the comics which i learned um doing i want my mcu tv which is the podcast i do with uh three other people part of the reason that that um one of the things we do on that show is a section called really where we get to ask questions of the people who uh read those comics and and that sort of stuff and one of the things we found out was um (laughs) one of the things that we found out was that uh, She-Hulk 
has always sort of been a a stereotype busting comic um uh, she's been known to look up and pick up a speech balloon off the page and walk into the next frame um you know the the next the next uh panel of storytelling uh she's and and has always broken the fourth wall um you know it's a very it's it's similar to deadpool but it's it's sort of on a macro level instead of on a micro level um so she does the whole sort of like comic books like comic books are sort of silly and and i'm gonna point that out at different points so um she's always kind of been that character Let, let's talk about that fourth wall breaking because it's such yes. an important part of, of the whole series of the entire thing yeah. but it's obviously plays a huge huge role in what happens in that kind of rather epic last few minutes um yes uh, tatiana Mal- maslani is mm-hmm. she hulk and she's absolutely fantastic in it as you say mm-hmm. um and in each episode from quite early on she sort of the first joking, episode yeah exactly yeah. but quite early on even in the first episode you, yeah. she's sort of joking around talking to oh is it just another legal show blah 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 yeah. and you it's obviously not there's even one point where it's like wait i think it was in episode seven or eight where she's like wait shouldn't it end now isn't the show <laughs> yes. over yet what's happening isn't this the finale and then <laughs> are we, we done the, yeah and then we obviously have the big <clears throat> thing while she's on stage where sort yeah. of all her deepest darkest secrets are revealed in front of her parents and all sorts of other things but um yeah. obviously the last few minutes is completely i mean to say that they've broken the fourth roll is an understatement they completely smash it <laughs> uh tatiana maslani as she hulk sort of stops the whole show hmm? uh says Wait, i would go not... so far as to say they they snapped and it blipped yeah, out of existence there's no more fourth wall yeah she just walks off into the writer's room and is like no wtf guys like what's happening we are not doing it this way and i was really pleased because i have to tell you about 10 to 20 seconds before that snap happens i was starting to get annoyed i was like no you've set up this whole series where the woman is the hero and now the men have burst in and Bruce has turned up again and you've made the men the hero as the woman sa- stands completely disempowered. And I was yes. about to text you really annoyed. <laughs> and and then, I was also really annoyed until that happened. And then just as you're about to get really annoyed, mm-hmm. the character She-Hulk also gets really annoyed and says, no, we're not doing this. We're not having a repeat of the sort of Captain America super serum thing we're yeah. not having a repeat of the men coming to rescue me and i loved uh, the, the lantern hanging the... on every one of those as she starts ticking off stuff yeah uh you know this sounds a whole lot like the super soldier serum you know oh uh, that's it yeah with super a little soldier. blinking light you know and this is like this is stupid and it doesn't matter and you know well and my favorite part is how self-aware everything is when we get into the actual conversation uh, Emma, i've discussed <clears throat> this with you before yeah, I'm not I like I've read some of the She-Hulk comics, really enjoyed them. I've read other comics and enjoyed them. I've read, watched mm-hmm. other Marvel shows. Actually, I've not watched other Marvel shows. I've watched other Marvel movies mm-hmm. and enjoyed some of them. But my yeah. one complaint to you and all the people that love Marvel stuff is yeah. there is a set formula. We know how it's going to work. There's always the big climactic fight scene. There's which always she pointed the, out, <laughs> which she points out in that brilliant sequence. There's always the kind of post credits and i said i think i've said to you i got fed up of watching a two and a half hour movie to wait for the post credit scene mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. and, and one thing that we talk about a lot on on I Want My MCU TV is uh, not needing to do homework in order to enjoy the thing you're watching. This, yeah. this particular this... Marvel Entertainment Unit. So if you only watch the movies, are you getting a coherent story? If you only watch the TV shows, if you only watch one TV show, are you getting a coherent story without having to do do all the assigned reading or watch all the other stuff to go yeah. to go into it? And that is one thing that Marvel has done reasonably well is made it so that if you only watch this one show, if you only watch this one movie, you are still getting a complete story. If you watch everything else, you know that it's one piece of a much wider thing they're trying to tell. But that's one of the things that's, yeah. that's really nice about it. And then they point out in the episode as she's dismantling all of these sort of standards of Marvel storytelling, you know, um, <clears throat> I guess we should point out the important bit, which is uh, she does walk into the writer's room and go, WTF. And then they sort of say, well, you know, Kevin. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to do that in a minute. Okay. We're going to so, do that in a minute. I just want to pick up on your point about not needing to have done the homework because I think that's mm -hmm. really important. Um, I mean, as important as anything in a world of comic books is. But <laughs> it made it much more fun for me to someone who, as I say, dipped into a few movies, read a few of the comic books, generally mm -hmm. likes it, but have never have committed 20 years to watching everything that's ever been released. Yes. I watched it as a standalone nine-part limited series Mm -hmm. And it was good as that. I definitely got a little bit more out of it because I'd read some of the comic books and knew a bit about yeah. the character. Mm -hmm. I think someone like you who has watched everything probably got even more out of it because they understood the different characters that drop in. Wong dropping in, Daredevil dropping in, etc, etc, etc. All very clever. Like, I think I had to text you or, actually, or someone else saying, like, what's the helmet? Yes. Because there's a scene quite early on where she's in the tailor's office and you see a helmet and you're... People who yes. know the MCU knew it was Daredevil's helmet. Yeah, I well, didn't and, pick it well, up straight away, and it didn't really matter. Right, it didn't. Yeah, for, in that moment, it was just he's obviously working with someone else who and, and is I, who is I powered thought, and correct. and who and, who might that be? And and you know, but, and yeah. it's fine because you find out in the next episode. And I yeah. think with this series, they did it really well, balancing it for giving extra bit to the Marvel diehards and. For people who just wanted to drop in, it also worked really well. Yeah. Okay. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> so she walks into the writer's room, as I was saying earlier. She walks into the writer's room and says, yeah, no. And basically what she gets back from the people in the writer's room. And you can, like, she walks in and you see, like, a, a storyboard laid out with, like, each episode and then, like, cards for, like, the plot points they want to hit in each of the episodes. And so, like, it looks like a legit writer's room. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't gone and, and read a bunch of interviews to find out if that's actually where they were hanging out or not. It but, looks like a pretty good representation. Yeah, it's 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 a reasonable facsimile at a minimum. And they basically tell her, well, this is the story that Kevin wants. And she says, then I need to talk to Kevin. And they kind of all go, oh. <gasps> And there's a very deer in headlights vibe in the rest of the room. Okay, explain briefly who Kevin is or we're meant to think Kevin is. Kevin Feige, who um, is sort of the, the mastermind of the MCU. He kind of runs, uh, he runs everything. And is like, he's like a showrunner of all the showrunners so that all of the movies line up. He's the president of Marvel Studios. Yeah, that's his official title. And what he does, sort of his job, is... Uh, making sure that everything fits together in a cohesive and coherent way. And that, because as everybody knows, 
well, most people know, um, you will get sort of a breadcrumb trail of the next thing in the thing you're watching now. It's sort of that Toy Story gambit of <clears throat> we're going to sneak a character from the next movie into the one you're watching now. So keep an eye. So as you're watching for the Pizza Planet truck, you see, oh, there's this big purple stuffed bear. Well, he was in the next oh Toy God, Story. Are you going to ruin to spoiler Toy Story? I didn't give an alert for Toy Story. I didn't give a spoiler. No, that's no, 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 no. There's a character in another movie that shows up in a Toy Story yeah. movie. There's a character but, in something that shows up in Up, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, the, uh, but this is the this is this was my point from earlier that I have often felt it a bit frustrating to really get the most out of it. You need to pick mm -hmm. up on. You need to do, as you put it, the homework. Yeah. Um, so as this proceeds, we learn. Uh, and I think I have to say, this is the closest She-Hulk got to being a joke that you really had to be a Marvel, Marvel diehard to get. Because yes. you know, not everyone would know who Kevin was meant to reference. Right. But of course, she breaks through the writer's room yes. as She-Hulk. <laughs> she smashes through a hilarious security setup. Yes. But I also love finds... the guy in the writer's room that says, I would murder you to protect Kevin. And she's like, no, no I'm no, just no. going to go talk to him. It's fine you know You're not like, like that. yeah fully hulked out she smashes into kevin's office mm -hmm. but kevin is not he you know it's not a stanley thing where the real kevin <laughs> pops in just walks out like greetings true believers yeah that's not yeah what no 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 what happens is kevin is k a dot period e period v period i period n it yes. is a machine um i've totally <laughs> forgotten what the what the acronym is for it doesn't really matter uh, it's knowledge very... is the I, I know the k is knowledge but i can't exactly. remember what, what anyway, the rest of it is it's a play on the idea that kevin is a multi is a computer sort of supercomputer that generates all the marvel stories yeah and she hulk as you will have seen has a row with kevin and completely changes the story to fit her agenda and i went in the space of a few minutes from being deeply irritated that they had gone from making a show about an independent female character to completely disempowering her to the flip that she was completely empowered, decided her own destiny again. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. And it was very, very well done. And I really loved the, the, the staking out where she says, where he basically says like, it's immaterial what you want or do not want. And she's like, why it's my show. Why can't I have a say? And <clears throat> that was the part. I'm trying to pull up the part where where it tells me what, what it actually stands for. But um, they have a whole conversation. Like right off the bat, he says, can you change back because this is kind of expensive and do it when the camera isn't on you because we've moved the effects team on to another project? Yeah. <laughs> so stand there oh, go, yeah. It, okay, hang on. Yeah, there's a joke <clears throat> of like, can you transform back to Jen? Yeah. Mm but off camera because it costs too much for you to do it on the screen. it's too spendy for you to do it now, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's what I really liked about this series throughout. It was very, very self-deprecating. And you're right to point mm. out that the books are very self-deprecating as well. In a, you know, yeah. They took it perhaps another level, but yeah, it didn't take itself too seriously. And including yeah. this idea of like, yeah, please don't transform yourself on camera because it costs Marvel Studios too much, which is quite yeah. funny. <clears throat> and I and then so uh, as she says in one of the early episodes, well, your show. Um, she goes on to say, like, I'm gonna make my closing argument here. Here's what you know. Here's what's going on. Here's what I don't like. Here's how I propose to change it, which is the thing I'm 
partial to, you know, um, not just complaining about a problem, but maybe offering a way to fix it. So she says, like, <clears throat> what about this? Like, why did Bruce come save the day? You know, and then uh, and then I think he throws in something like, um, well, we were using that to introduce. And she's like, uh, uh-uh, that's not what my show is for. <laughs> and then they and they continue on. And I really uh, and and, you know, turn the whole thing inside out she's like no don't do it this way it shouldn't even be at night um yeah get get rid of this and then uh and then she utters my my favorite sentence i wouldn't mind seeing daredevil again a woman has needs yep and that was my favorite for a number of reasons first of all um I adore Charlie Cox. I think he's fantastic. Um, I really, really love Daredevil. I love the Daredevil that shows up in this iteration of the show. Um, and I really like... Yeah, nice uh, bit of romance in there. Yeah. And this is the first time we've really seen any sort of adult activity uh, <laughs> in anything, Marvel, aside from I mean, that's a brief moment in the first Iron Man movie. Let's also talk about... <clears throat> <laughs> Matt Murdock's Walk of Shame. Matt is, Murdock's Walk of Shame is very funny in an early episode. Um, I yes. should. You might be pleased to know that apparently Tatiana Maslany is lobbying very hard for She-Hulk slash Jen to appear in Daredevil: Born Again on Disney. I Plus. hope she. I hope it works. She, I she said, according. I would to, get on that boat. Yeah. 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 It sounds like. She, yeah. Well, let's not talk about take that analogy too far. But yes. Um. <laughs> She apparently has been pushing quite hard for this, and she, according to the Hollywood Reporter, so that should be quite fun. Well, that um, chemistry was—they did was it really well. Awesome on the show. Like the two of them were fun to watch together, and uh, and like seeing Matt Murdock for people who remember him from the Netflix series, he kind of always carries the weight of the world on his shoulders, and to see him not necessarily be encumbered by that here was a lot of fun because he's also a little bit out of his element because he's an east coast person he's out on the west coast because she lives in la so watching them was really fun i would love to see more of them um and so she basically like breaks it down for k-e-v-i-n which i can't i can't remember what stands for either um but she says like you know this is what's happening this is wrong this doesn't work and and sort of short circuits him a little bit and he's like I give up. Okay. You, you can have the show that you want. And it was pretty great. Um, the quibble I have with this is that there's not really a, a wrap up of any of those stories. Like we don't find out how most of that stuff turns out at the end. So I was sort yeah, of felt like, because she, I didn't, because of I didn't the way she, much of that. yeah, because of the way she flipped it at the end. Mm-hmm. So the opening, the ending sequence is kind of her, as Matt Murdock sitting around with her family, having like a family barbecue as a happy couple. Yeah. And it's all very nice and sweet, which is great. It's lovely. And mm-hmm. I think she's back lawyering. Uh, yeah. And so like, it's all very nice, but it doesn't resolve a bunch of the other stuff that we've seen, you know, with the abomination, yeah. with all, you know, the kind of weird, uh, is calling them an incel group, pushing it a bit too far. Probably not. I don't uh, think so because that's what they are. Um, that was the which vibe. was part of, which was definitely part of what I had a hard time watching, because uh, I like my fiction to be fictional, and uh-huh. when it starts yeah, looking like a documentary, I'm kind of 
I'm like, no, that's why I'm watching this is so I can not think about that dark corner of the internet for an hour. Yeah, and- although I think it works quite nicely in superhero world. It was rather nice. Yeah. Uh, like, it, sorry. But it was also very good commentary nice. on yeah. the people doing that. Um, I, I don't know, mean rather seen- nice. I, I mean, it's a good way to deal with that issue without it being too heavy duty. And it yes. was done very well. But I agree yeah. with you that they it would have been nice to have it all wrapped up a little bit further. I mean, we see we do see the the dipstick with the scarf gets carted off by the police and Emil signs a an agreement to go back to prison for a short for I think 10 years, a short time. Yeah. For like <laughs> 10 years or something for having abominated out because he doesn't really hook out. And then we get Jen's family. Um, which I could have used more of throughout the show because I thought they were there. really fun. But yeah, yeah. and I, I really liked her, um, uh, you know, deciding Matt's a superhero. Maybe he can withstand my family. So she brings him home for a meal. It requires and- superpowers <clears throat> to deal with a family barbecue. But of course, all this leads us into and yeah. the typical Marvel fashion. They didn't break everything. No. Because of course, all that closing sequence and all the things we've just discussed does is leave everything open for season yes. two of she, yes. which surely given the kind of hype around the end at least the end of this i think i yeah. feel like it was a bit of a slow burner for people who weren't really into it like i, I was really looking forward to this series because mm-hmm. it's a co- character i was aware of and i was like looking forward to seeing it depicted yeah this format but i think probably you know it actually in the same way wandavision people were like I'll watch it. So, and then it sort of gained momentum and took on a life of its own. It did, yeah. Uh, I feel like perhaps this uh, show has done the same. And mm-hmm. it, w- it will be very interesting to see how they use that. Yeah. And future. I'm really, really hoping for a season two. I know we haven't, I don't, at this point anyway, we haven't heard anything official. No. Um, But I, I don't, if she has a movie, that's fine but i would rather have more tv show because i really like the room to tell the story yeah and i think i think this character works quite well in a tv setting yeah. it works rather nicely it's uh as you say it has a has a bit of room it can have a bit of quirkiness that perhaps a 90 or even 180 minute movie whatever mm-hmm. i mean i don't know it yeah. doesn't really they've never put us through three hours have they oh, yeah end game i think is yes. Right in that neighborhood. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I would rather have, I would rather have weekly spaced out like we got with, yeah. with She-Hulk. And plus that also gives us room for um, other characters from the comic. And so, you know, we get Book, we get Pug, we get Nikki, we get um, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Incredible. Um, Let's talk briefly actually yeah. about uh, some of the people around she yes. helped. So obviously there was Jamila Jamil, who yes. I didn't quite who sort of burst through walls at various points as Tatiana. Yes. There was the ever suffering assistant. Yes, well, I love other, Nikki. Yeah. There's other colleagues that sort of drop in and out. Mm-hmm. It's uh there were some quite fun secondary characters there that you could probably play with yeah. a bit more as well. Yeah, and I really liked getting to know all of them. I was I was sort of sad. There was one point where um, we've spent a bunch of time with Jen, but not a bunch of time with Jen at work. And so I was sort of disappointed because I wanted to hang out with Pug and Nikki and Book and even Mr. Hallowell and, and you know, kind of find out like what's their deal and, and how do they interact? And, 
and you know i i just wanted more of them because i thought they were really fun and interesting and yeah and then luke jacobson the tailor which is who is quite fun and yes. really done well uh from yes i was sad we didn't get any more of him after after their whole kind of breakup yeah you know? really i mean <laughs> The actor's name escapes me, but he's also absolutely brilliant in uh, the uh, the flight well, attendant, flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. Yes. Um, so yes, he's so good on that show. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. Um, it also had uh, your favorite Marvel trademark, the post-credit scene. Uh, <laughs> so um, you know they weren't completely turning everything on its head, but I really liked what they did with it and how. Um, how it leads to something else later on. So um, I think in this case, it did a lot of things that are really hard, like being super self-aware about what Marvel storytelling looks like and being able to like call it out straight up. And, you know, I know how the climax is supposed to go. It's a big fight, blah, blah, blah. But like, what if no? No, yeah. Yeah, and we were going to introduce and no, you know, and like, yeah, Yeah, all of the... All of the things that they were that they were able to call out because Marvel Studio, you know, the the actual Kevin still had to like look at this and go, yes, okay, you can do that. Please spend the last five minutes of this this season taking the mick out of me. Um, the actor's name we were looking for, who plays Luke Jacobson, is also in the flight attendant. He's Griffin Matthews, and he is fantastic yes. in both. He's so good. Yes, uh, and the whole like, you know, there's a point where. Uh, Jen calls out like this isn't going to be a cameo of the week show we've only had <laughs> yeah, that's, one yeah. in the first episode and one in the second episode and one in in this episode uh, don't forget whose show it is yeah you know, which I thought was oh, very, that was quite good very entertaining, and so. I think yeah. they managed to do it just about in a way that it was neither annoying because you're like okay we've got the point you want to have an empowered female character yeah like we get what you're trying to do well done mm-hmm. um and they managed to do that but also, yeah, put a twist. Anyway, put a twist. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised about how strong a season, a show it was, and I hope that continues. Do are you expecting a season two? I feel like season two is coming. I am at this point. At this point, I'm reasonably convinced it's a thing that that's gonna happen. Just um, it it works really well. Um, the larger implications of some of the stuff in in this show, um, we've officially got. Uh, Matt Murdock in the MCU. Um, he was on a Netflix show, which is sort of no man's land when it comes to official Marvel stuff versus unofficial Marvel stuff. I'll wait. I'll listen yeah. to my. I've got my MCU TV to unpack that. Yeah. Well, so it's it's nice because he's officially official. Like you know, we saw him for a second in the in the movies, um, and now we've got him more. For real, we know it's coming. That uh, his show has been announced, so he's going to have a Disney Plus show, and not just yep. one of the weird Netflix shows that Disney doesn't really want to talk about, but kind of doesn't have a choice. Um, so, you know, what does that look like? There was a moment when she says, "When are we getting the X Men?" Which I also really appreciated. Yeah, that was quite funny because we've been that's been like threatened for a long, long time. So hopefully, we'll get more of that. Um, but it was really nice to see. It was really nice to see such a different but still very Marvel show. And this is something they sort of did, have been doing with the movies, is sort of expanding the definition of what's a comic book movie. Because they made they made a heist movie that was that that featured superheroes from Marvel comics. And you yeah, know, we've had and Venom you know, and we've had 
Yeah, we've had this movie and that movie and the other movie that are that are all different kinds of, you know, we've got a buddy comedy, we've got a heist movie, we've got, uh, you know, all these kinds of things that can still be Marvel movies without having to be sort of a standard issue comic book film. And I really liked the variety we got we've gotten in the series so far. Um, yeah. from WandaVision through now as far as all the different kinds of storytelling that they've done. So yeah, I did. Yeah, a thing we inevitably end up doing on MCU TV is recasting. Um, so near the end of the show, we always end up going, you know what would be great would be huh, if we yeah. just redid the Golden Girls, but with some of the, the Marvel nice. women. Or what if we had a workplace comedy featuring the Avengers, you know, the Avengers or the X-Men, you know, or whatever. So we always end up sort of spinning off our own. Yeah, Marvel and we've seen, show. you know, <laughs> things like Deadpool feel quite different to Avengers Endgame yes. or whatever. And and that's yes. all fun. And I think it makes for a better thing. And I tend, I tend this probably says more about me than anything else, but I tend to lean towards the more lighter, funny yeah. stuff as opposed to the sort of, the stuff that doesn't take itself too seriously, I tend to enjoy. And I think She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Kate was very much in that category and was done really well. Okay, here's the big question for you, us to finish on. Yes. What's the next thing on Disney Plus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I should watch? Hmm. I mean, there's only um, one I... correct answer, and I'll tell you what it is in a minute, but go on. I want to hear your answer. <laughs> um, I think... Um, let's see. I think that you would probably like Daredevil. Um, it is it's it's not necessarily light and fun, but for the most part, it's got some some really some lighter moments in it, and it's not a massive uh, it, it's not a massive intergalactic stakes kind of a TV uh, show. Which um, unfortunately, that are. is not the correct answer. The correct answer is <laughs> the correct answer is of course Miss Marvel. Kelly, come on. Thank you very much for, for playing along. <laughs> I didn't realize you hadn't watched no, that one. So Miss Marvel is next. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely watch Miss Marvel. I look forward to your texts. Um, if you get through that in a reasonable amount of time, then uh, as is going to end up probably being Christmas tradition at my house, you should watch Hawkeye, which is a lovely, very Christmassy themed television Marvel entertainment unit. I'm off to watch TV. Where can other people find you, Kelly? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. You can find me, uh, here's some breaking news. Uh, you can find me on the first edition of the Mac Voices Gift Guide, which... Oh, uh, am I allowed to reveal that? Is, is that an exclusive I'm allowed to reveal? Yes. You'll tweet that at Verso when you are on that show. You're obviously on... Yes. Uh, well, you're on the Incomparable Network on various shows, aren't you? Yes. Uh, I talk about a great number of things over there. We just did a show about uh, the legacy of Angela Lansbury. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, now I'm just thinking of Beauty and the Beast. But anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to the edition podcast. If you're subscribed on Substack and are listening there, thank you. You can also listen to the show in your favorite podcast app, though. If you're listening in an app already, please do share and give us a rating as it really helps other people find the show as well. And there's been another exciting development in the edition world. It's not quite as big as the MCU, but we're getting there. Because now, as well as newsletters and podcasts, there's a blog keeping you up to date with things in the world of media and tech that kind of, like, I think are interesting. I think I want to share with you guys, but are not quite right for a whole newsletter. Head over to theedition.net to see what's going on over there. 
thanks once again for all your continuing support as the edition grows. It really, really does mean a lot. Thank you once again, Kelly, and I'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.